welcome back to another episode of Hurt Business Radio. There's a lot to cover today. I'm Mickey, I'm your host, and I'm joined by Ben Damon and Jade Mitchell. How are we, fellas? Yeah, I'm good. Mickey, how are you, mate? Very good, very good. It's been a good couple of weeks of fights, so can't complain. Yeah. Uh, Jade, are you crying? <laughs> no, I've actually got uh, my daughter Drew sitting on, on this podcast. She's on my lap. Just okay. waiting for mum to get home. So, uh, yeah, it has been a great couple of weeks of fights internationally and domestically. So, What did Drew think of the fights? Yeah, she loved it. She um, she watches the fights with Dad. Anything with a bit of bit of action on the screen, Drew's, Drew's all about it. So uh, <laughs> she loves it, mate. Awesome. That's good. Um, before we forget, um, we have teamed up with Everlast Australia to offer our listeners an exclusive discount. So if you want to get that discount, it's a 20% discount, which is awesome. So you go, just type in HBR Everlast 20. That's the number 20 at checkout. And you claim a 20% discount. Valid until November 1. Get on it. Wow. That is good news. Thank you for that, Mickey. Yeah, um, yeah. we mentioned all the big fights, the big action that's been happening lately. Um, you and I had the pleasure of heading over to Las Vegas and um, watching yeah. that fantastic fight between Canelo Alvarez and Danny Jacobs. Um, and obviously on Wednesday night just gone, we saw the fights at the Star on main event with uh, Tim Zhu against Joel Camilleri in the main event and uh, an outstanding undercard as well featuring what will most likely, barring something uh, exceptional happening through the remainder of the year, be the fight of the year because it'll be hard to beat Ty Telford, Jack Brubaker, just an incredible fight at welterweight. And um, plenty of talk already about the rematch. Both of the fighters immediately afterwards said, yep, let's do it. And uh, there's been some conversations already. So, yeah, great night on Wednesday night. Uh, good result all rounds. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's all looking good at the moment. Yeah, Ty Telford. Are you optimistic about that rematch? Do you think it'll happen? Yeah, I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen. Um, Ty Telford, more naturally, uh, super lightweight, but um, happy to stay up at welterweight. And um, there are plenty who felt that he won uh, that fight pretty clearly. And Jack Brubaker was lucky to be afforded the draw. I know um, probably the leading uh, judge in New South Wales in Justin Kennedy had uh, the fight to Telford by a very wide margin and uh, that was levelled up by one judge. Uh, I think Charlie Lucas had it a draw and there was uh, Will Sulos having it uh, a point the other way, I, I believe. Um, so, yeah, it was it, it was a, a good fight. I had Telford um, winning myself, uh, but, yeah, gee, it was a good fight. Yeah, look, at um, Telford, man, he certainly arrived on the uh, Australian boxing scene, that's for sure. I... I, yeah. There was nothing at all in his record so far that suggested that he was capable of that performance. Um, mate, I'm I'm such a Telford fan. How strong, balanced, and just composed throughout the 10 rounds was he? And how about Jack Brubaker? How tough is that guy? And he, yeah. At, yeah, he yeah, looked he just, hard more at, than once. At, he did. At times, he just he's just got such an upright stance and, mate, wore some absolute bombs and um, just there's no quit at all in Brubaker. So I look forward to the rematch. He's going to have time to um, to make the adjustments he has to because I feel it, it's hard when you know, I wasn't scoring it as I was watching, but um, for mine, just the, the power of um, the power and strength of Telford just all over him. Um, it did feel like he'd won and yeah. uh, he, he deserved the decision. So Brubeck is going to have time to prepare for him. He's a class act, and Telford's only going to be better. So he'd want to, he'd really want to prepare well for Telford because he'll be on a mission next time. 
And Ty Telford only took that fight on a week or so as well because there are a couple of dropouts. Cameron Hammond, first of all, pulled out of the fight with Jack Brubaker. Then they had Adam Kaulis who pulled out as well. And Ty Telford, just going into his sixth professional fight, he took it at short notice. So, yeah, Jack Brubaker will have time to uh, make the adjustments, but Ty Telford will have uh, time to prepare properly this time around. So, yeah, it'll be even better, I think, the next time. And, um, yeah, it was a a funny one to score because Jack Brubaker um, fought really strongly for longer periods of that fight, particularly through the first half of it. But Ty Telford fought in spurts, and they were really damaging good spurts. And then he sort of started to take over the fight in the back half. So, yeah, it really... um, um, obviously concerning when we see scores that are so dramatically different to each other. Um, and there were plenty who were saying that uh, it did go the wrong way. But I guess the, the good thing out of it all is that there was a draw rather than it being a, a loss for Telford. So um, we'll get to see it again, most likely. I'd imagine that uh, you, you'd probably see that again on the next of the uh, No Limit Boxing Promotions cards uh, that Matt Rose puts together. Um, obviously, he put that show together on Wednesday night, and he'd be keen to do it again with the rematch. Yeah, yeah. yeah it depends how you like scoring, because like I, I felt like Telford landed the bigger shots, and you know, in deciding a round where the rounds are harder to score, you go to whoever lands the more telling shots. And I feel like, and a lot of people felt like Telford did. So yeah, looking forward to that rematch. I also thought in commentary that there was a knockdown. Um, yeah, there was a. He jabbed so well to the body, uh, did Telford. And at one stage, it just seemed that he took um, Brubaker's feet from underneath him. Unfortunately, um, we went to an interview between rounds, so I didn't get to look at replays of it. But I am going to try and find some um, to have a better look at that. But uh, it just looked yeah. like he jabbed him off his feet. I, I just assumed it was a knockdown. And um, yeah, they, uh, they they waved it off as though potentially um, Telford had his foot on, on top of Brubaker's foot, I guess is what maybe he thought happened. I, I don't. I don't know if that was the case, but um, it looked a knockdown to me. Yeah, I can't remember seeing it in. It was hard to tell on the telecast though because the angle kind of had his back yeah. plus. Yeah. It would have been good to see. Yeah, a I replay. can't remember seeing a replay actually. Well, there wasn't one because um, in between rounds, we went to an interview for the main event. Oh, okay. I think we went to an interview yeah. with Tim Zhu. So we didn't actually look at replays in between yeah. rounds, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah, it would uh, it'd be good to have a look back at that. I went back to the telecast um, and had a look uh, last night, in fact. But, yeah, as you said, Mickey, he had his back to us and we couldn't see their feet. So I, I don't really know if that's what the ruling was. But um, if that is scored a knockdown, then... Under these scores, yeah, he, he wins the fight, Ty Telford. So it's a yeah. it's a big moment. Very uh, rare you no get to uh, score a knockdown with a left jab to the body. He's a strong, strong boy. But yeah. um, the back and forth, yeah, the back and he? forth was great. One thing I did like about um, I did like about Brubacker was his second and third attacks at times earlier in the fight. Telford's head movement was brilliant. Um, he was able to sit in the pocket. Um, roll shots, fire back. Um, as the fight went on, and take like granted, he took it on a week's notice. As the fight went on, at times Telford was trying to back his power. Brubacker was too tough; would wear the shots, and then Brubacker would fire back with that second and third attack off off a step. And he was he was catching Telford. Telford was prepared to just stand there and cop the shots. Um, I just yeah, I can't wait to see these boys both prepared for one another. And see what happens. So, the next no limit show mm. with um with this on the card, mate. I, I, chances are it tops the first fight. I I cannot wait to see these boys back in the ring together again. <laughs> you sound yeah, like the ring announcer there for a second, Mickey. Yeah. Uh, boys, like when uh, when he announced Tim 
Sorry. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, what was that about? What was this with the pause? Dramatic effect. Dramatic pause. Dramatic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dramatic effect. Yep. It was more yep. of a confusing effect, though. I was meant to jump in. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally oh, thought mate, he forgot his sound. name for a second. It's very odd. Well, I'm not sure. I had a bit to review, so I, I didn't uh, I didn't find out what happened there. But, uh, yeah, certainly built the drama at the very least, if that's what he was trying to do. It was very odd. And I'll tell you what else was odd was the punch, the chin on Smiley. <laughs> Holy crap. The shots that Jai Offer hit him with. Being there ringside, that just would have oh, yeah. been brutal because on TV it looked, it looked terrible. And even Smiley landed um, – Landed a couple of overhand right yeah. bombs on It was the first uh, time, well. I think, yeah. that we've Double really seen Jaya Pattaya tested. He took um, probably four or five really big right hands. There was one Massive of them in particular shot. that looked a knockout shot, and he um, he felt them, no doubt at all about that. It was interesting, that fight, because, as I said in the commentary, he was meant to fight against the uh, world-ranked Abraham Tabul from um, Ghana. He uh, had visa issues, so Nervoso Yuata took this fight on, um, well, four or five days notice um and Jai Bataille before the fight said yeah this is a much harder fight than the other guy and you look at his record six and three and um yeah it doesn't look that way but then you go through his fights and he's only lost decisions and they've been against slick boxers and in every other fight he's gone to war and stopped his opponent except for one that did go the distance and he got the points but generally he he knocks him out or he um gets outboxed and so Jai knew that uh he was going to come and throw bombs and he did exactly that and he took plenty of punishment as well and just kept coming forward. So it turned into a really good fight. And the last three fights of the night, in fact, were were outstanding. So, uh, yeah, it turned into a really good night. And congratulations to Jai Pataira. He's ranked with the three governing bodies and another win yeah. on his record. And he's looking at another fight in July. So uh, rolling straight into the next one. Love watching Jai. It'd have to be, it'd have to be one of my favourite um, of the current crop of Aussie fighters right now. Just such a slick operator. Power and he showed he could take a shot. So I, um, I'm a big rap for Jai. I cannot wait to see what the future holds for him. He's awesome. Yeah, it's a tough division cruiserweight. Obviously, there's some monsters around the world, and the query that um, maybe they would have looking at Jai Pataia in a fight like that is: is his power world class? Well, it, it did a, appear through the majority of his fights that he does have that power. He couldn't um, stop Navosuata. He, he did get a standing eight count on him, which was another bizarre moment because I thought standing eight counts went out in New South Wales a couple of years ago, but um, no yeah. knockdown. In fact. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you'd rather see him uh, stopping those sorts of dudes with, with, with his power, but um, maybe Nervosa Oata is just uh, made of something else and uh, Jai's power is A-OK. I feel... Yeah, I mean, you can't knock out everyone. I feel... Yeah, you can't yeah. knock out everyone, but you're not going to know until until you take on um, the big bad Eastern Europeans and all the monsters yeah. that he's got in front of oh, him yeah. in, in, out, out there. There's some tough, tough boys. But yeah. um, Smiley, when the standing eight count happened, Jai, Jai's a great finisher when he gets someone hurt. He sort of – he was he was gone when he hit him yeah. with that right hand. Then the well, referee jumped in there. In there. He I would have stopped ab- 
absolutely he would have stopped him. Yep. He would have put three or four shots behind that with lightning speed, oh, yeah. and got old Smiley would have been uh, nine eyes. But um, he, his hands are incredibly fast, Joe Apatari. He moves so well. He, he was so slick um, throughout that fight, throwing with power, jabbing beautifully. And if he wanted to, he could have just stayed outside and jabbed all night and won that every single moment. But uh, he was happy to mix it up, and yeah, thankfully uh, he did so because it made for a really, really good fight. Yeah. Now the 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 tail end of the card was um, was great, and um, also the main event was um, was awesome too. Tim Zhu, um, Joel Camilleri. Um, I thought Joel did Joel performed out of his skin that night. Um, what did you think? What did you think of the main event? I think personally, me. Oh, sorry, I was going to. Did you just ask yourself? Yeah, did you just I, ask I, yourself I, a I question? I did, and then I was I kind of asked you, and then I was going to give you my opinion. Okay, you may go first. No, you go. You tell me what you thought uh, uh, watching it at home through the uh, main event broadcast. I thought um, I thought the commentary team could have been a bit better. No, just joking, joking. <laughs> no, look, I thought um, I thought it was good by both boys. Um, Camilleri utilised movement the entire fight and sort of at times at times um, looked uh, really really awkward in his movement at times. Camilleri and Tim couldn't find. Couldn't find the shots or put them together. Every now and again, he'd land a good one. Joel's got a very good chin, but I think I think it um, it showed us where Tim Tim is at with his progression, and I believe that um, I believe that the next step, Dwight Ritchie, um, I yeah, I don't I think that's a really tough fight for for Tim and Michael Zarafa too because those boys are a step up from Camilleri. Like I said, Camilleri performed out of his skin, but um, those boys are world-class. So it'll be interesting to see where Tim goes from here. I reckon he would have learned a hell of a lot in that fight, but um, his composure and poise during the fight was great. Um, He just couldn't find the big shots, like put them together. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned his composure and his patience, and he was cut early in the fight as yeah. well, and managed to to get through that. And he had a really awkward opponent in front of him. The first couple of rounds from Joel Camilleri, I thought he boxed outstandingly. He moved constantly and moved really well. And after that, Tim did start to hit him with some shots, and then the output from Joel was nowhere near as significant as it was in the first couple of rounds. He wasn't just surviving, but his movement patterns weren't in an attacking way. He was defending more than attacking, staying out of trouble, spoiling a little bit. And yeah. Tim did and have the opportunity to finish things off and to produce those big shots. And Joel has an exceptional chin. Yeah. But, yeah, we saw from Tim, he's very, very slick. He uh, he moves well. He is patient and he's mature as a boxer beyond his 24 years as well. So I thought it was a really strong performance. It was a, a good win. And um, as you say, it, it gives us a good measure of exactly where he is at and where he should be heading next. And, yeah, talk about Dwight Ritchie potentially being uh, the next cab off the rank. Alternatively, uh, you look for an international opponent yeah. and, maybe someone who's got a good story to them and uh, and try and uh, continue to unite Australian boxing and the Australian mainstream sporting public behind Tim Zoo's journey. So uh, those are the options as they build towards that much-talked-about potential fight with Jeff Horn down the track, but that's a little way off for sure. And, um, yeah, I think my preference might be uh, to see him in with an international opponent yeah. next and uh, to see how he goes getting to that next I did level. like I did like how um, Tim called... Good old Jeffrey, Jeffrey out at the end of the fight, but I think he'd be wise to stay away from uh, Jeffrey. He seems like a a lovely, innocent teacher type, our Jeffrey, but 
He's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to don't want to mess with Jeffrey just yet, Tim. But um, in the future, how long do you think, Jade? How long do you think for Tim? Um, how many more fights before you realistically look at a fight with Jeff Horn with him being a champ? Tim's progression, I would say at least eighteen months. Like, let's get him a few more fights, get him going. Um, let's, um, yeah, it's he's not 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 ready yet. Jeff Horn is a rough and tumble bad dude. I, I just it it shocks me. Um, it shocks me. People, I don't know. Pe- it's like as if Jeff Horn beat Manny Pacquiao. He's still underrated. His only loss is to Terence Crawford, a once in a lifetime. <laughs> Yeah. Superstar, like you don't see fighters like Terence yeah. Crawford come along. And Jeff Horn, after beating Pacquiao, took yeah. him on straight. Um, took him on after after beating um, what's his name, the traveler fella, um, Gary Corcoran. Gary Corcoran. Um, yeah, people people underestimate Jeff Horn. He's a bad dude. Tim Zoo, Tim Zoo needs oh, yeah. to stay away from Jeff Jeffrey. Yeah, but, I mean, you said eighteen months, but that's eighteen months of Tim being like. Assuming he's super active, yes. like he should ha- have at least another like eight. He, yeah. He's going to be super active. And, yeah. and, he's going he, and to he be has super been active. so far too. His progression's been great. And the yeah. thing is, is yeah. the mainstream attention that the zoo name gar- that garners, and the way Tim's carried himself as well. I I think he's brilliant for the sport. He's um, I yeah, I'm I'm loving the Tim Zoo story, and um, I think he is the perfect candidate to get that mainstream attention. And what Matt Rose is doing with him, keep him busy, pick his fights correct, and the progression he's made as a fighter so far, I think, I think Tim Zoo is going to be a star. I think his team are going to do right by him. They have so far, and um, just be smart and. Australia will keep tuning in and we're going to see great things from Tim Zhu. Yeah, you mentioned um, that he's going to be busy. Well, he's been busy since he started. You know, he only made his professional debut in December of 2016 and then he fought in 2017 six times. He fought four times in 2018 and he's had two fights so far this year. So they are just churning through them and they want to get him in as soon as possible again. Um, He wants to be busy. Um, he wants to get the numbers up. He's got uh, world rankings with two of the governing bodies now. And, um, yeah, they're looking at what is next and it will be another step and then there'll be another step after that. And maybe you're right, about 18 months, two years before um, that Jeff Horn fight is uh, going to be a, a really big one and before he's yeah. probably ready for it. But, um, yeah, you, you mentioned Horn himself. Yeah, he is underestimated by some sections of the uh, boxing community, but I, I don't think there's anyone. All sections. Yeah, well, no, I, I don't think all sections. Outside of Australia, yeah, yeah. I mean, like every single person outside of Australia just yeah. doesn't see him. I, I, yeah, but. maybe. I, I think maybe he's better regarded in the UK than he is in the US. Um, and Teddy oh, has yeah. probably got a bit to answer for with that because of his um, ridiculous brain-numbing rant after the fight. But, um, yeah, I, I think that uh, Jeff Horn certainly amongst – the Tim Zoo camp and amongst uh, those who are intimately aware of um, what goes on in and around that weight division in Australian boxing know that Jeff Horn is the top dog at the moment and he is a different type of beast. So you don't want to rush into a fight with him. Absolutely. Jeffrey's a bad dude. I think the only the only fight that, um, that makes sense for me, for Jeff Horn, the only guy, well, there's two, Dennis Hogan, their teammates, um, is Michael Zarafa. 
he he's proven that he's world class. I think he's a little bit ahead of where Tim and Camilleri are, that's for sure. Um, that's the only fight that makes sense for Jeff. As far as Aussies go, if you're going to talk the same sentence, it's um, Zarafa and Horn. But, um, yeah, hopefully uh, – not hopefully. I reckon his team are going to do right by Tim and we're going to have something special on our hands. Yeah, and um, we already saw with the way that that was received this week that um, the name resonates. So it was a really pleasing result all round and um, certainly there's a green light for it to awesome. continue. So you'll be seeing um, more of Tim Zhu as a headline pay-per-view act and more of him on Fox Sports as well. And, uh, yeah, it's it's exciting. And I was so impressed with the way that he um, picked up the uh, the other parts of this process, uh, dealing with the media, the way he spoke, the way he talked up the fight and the way he held himself and carried himself uh, in interviews and around the place before and after. Um, he's matured so much just in the last couple of months uh, since this was all sort of uh, green-lighted and, and this journey began for him ahead of this fight. He, um, uh, we did some a little bit of media training and stuff like that, but he picked it up so quickly and uh, he really knows who he is and who he wants to be. And, um, yeah, he's, he's going to be a star. That's awesome. I'm absolutely wrapped for Tim, wrapped for Matt Rose, yourself, everyone involved. Um, all the late withdrawals and everything, like you still put on an amazing show and um, – Ty Telford, Jack Brubacker stole the show for me. It was an awesome uh, yeah. awesome night of fights and look forward to more fights on live TV. Yes, most certainly. That's what we need. Yeah. Also, like the um, the sportsmanship between Zoo and Camilleri as well was really good to see. You know, there was, they didn't need to sell the fight by trash talking and before, during and after the fight, you could see the respect there and that's, yeah, it's great for all the young yeah, people. Yeah, we should. A little, little Sorry. bit of talk. Just going to straighten his nose at one stage. <laughs> it was quite funny that I did enjoy that. Yeah, that, I love that though. That, yeah. That's that's great. But it, you could see when they were face to face after the fight, they were, they were very complimentary of each other. They, you know, if someone did a punch behind the head or something. They'd give each other a little handshake. Just little things yeah. like that. It's and they were good afterwards face. too. <laughs> um, we were all sort of in the same in the same dressing room afterwards, and you know, Joel was fine and um, obviously disappointed with the result and and with being being picked off a little bit as the fight got going um, into the later rounds. But, uh, yeah, he, he was great through the process as well, Joel. He he came a long way as well, I thought, as a professional he's, boxer through the last um, month or he's so. He's a character, Joel. He's good fun. Oh, and he's an, a hell of a nice guy too. So I look forward to seeing what's next for Joel. He is one of my favourite domestic fighters. He's a great guy. His stock has risen as well and, um, yeah, I was a little bit concerned where he was headed in the post-fight interview when he started talking about the Foxtel $50 and stuff like that and, right. <laughs> and I, I, I considered removing the microphone and taking off but he was actually uh, hugely complimentary of the uh, promotion and talking himself <laughs> up and the fight that he'd provided as well. So it all ended quite well. So that was fine. Very good, very good. Yeah, it just shows the health of boxing in Australia that, you know, you've got an Australian title fight doing good numbers on pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, awesome. it's great. And it's worth drawing attention too to the fact that uh, almost all of the content that you saw on the main event broadcast and in the build-up to it was um, created uh, by our own Mickey Caparelli, um, who did an outstanding job and we saw... Um, Never heard of him. Yeah, we, we saw all the the bits and pieces in the build up to the fight that were around on social media and also on the broadcast itself that uh, Mickey played a, a very significant role in creating. So congratulations and, to you, Mickey. Yeah. 
No, thanks. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Main event. It was good to see the fruits of your labor on the night where we can just sit back and enjoy it. So it was great. Yeah. Did you like the way it came up? Yeah, pretty happy. You know, I'd always like more time to work on things, but yeah, overall pretty happy and seems like everyone there is happy too. So yeah, you'll work within the yeah, deadlines man. that are set for you. So uh, yeah. That's how. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's in China. Well done, Mickey. Like, a few big weeks for you is we're over there for uh, Canelo. Canelo Jacobs as well. Um, and it gets bigger because, um, what is it, 10 days, Mickey, before you days. and I fly out for New York City for Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz to provide some uh, local coverage around that fight. So um, yeah, really cool. looking forward to that. Um, we've uh, dealt with Anthony Joshua before um, in this part of the world and obviously in the UK. He's the biggest star in boxing. So really looking forward to seeing um, him in Australia at a more reasonable time than we've previously seen him, given that this is his first uh, American fight and um, really looking forward to being back at Madison Square Garden for a major event like this as well. Awesome. Be sure to say hello to my uh, mate over there. Eddie Hearn. (laughs) Eddie Hearn. And you owe you owe, I think you owe uh, old Uncle Ronnie an apology, mate. What was it? Um, hello, Uncle Ronnie, if you're listening. What was it you said again, Ben? About Uncle Ronnie? Uh, I, had a, um, I had a couple of beers with Uncle Ronnie. Well, I actually had a couple of beers in front of Uncle Ronnie um, <laughs> during that trip. But, um, Matt, I certainly don't owe him any apology. Uh, I, I did, though, as I think back to um, Jeff Horn, Manny Pacquiao, he was desperate Uncle Ronnie, um, who, for those who don't know, which would be very few, I'm sure, but uh, he's your – what is he, your, he's one of your trainers? Run, he's your He's done a lot of work with myself and the Maloney boys. Yeah, yeah. So at the, at Horn Pacquiao, he was just over the fence. He was desperate to meet Teddy Atlas. Um, this is before um, everyone knew what Teddy Atlas had said on the coverage, but he was desperate to meet him, and I got him in and introduced him to Teddy, and um, he yeah, made his life. I think he it was he was very very excited to have met him. So uh, yeah. Ronnie and I are all good for life. Are you, He's a nice bloke, Ronnie. Are you really? So um, yeah, we're all good. Yeah, apparently he was really happy to have met that pop plan as well, mate. So um, <laughs> uh, anyway, we're getting off track now. Canelo Jacobs is a great fight. Um, ben Damon, you're what a, do you want me to say? What do you want me to say, to Eddie Hearn? This time around. Oh, um, yes, Jade. I, I actually, what is what was your reaction when um, my interview with Eddie Hearn was was broadcast, and you saw that he had just plucked your name out? Well, it it, it actually the day before I'd spoken to you, if my memory serves me correctly, and uh, Eddie Hearn spotted Ronnie in the MGM with a J Mitch boxing hat on. And he came over to Ronnie and struck up a conversation, said, is that Jade Mitchell from Australia? And he said, yes, it is, and had a good chat to him about Do you believe this story? Do you believe this? So Eddie Hearn's walking along, sees a J Mitch hat, was it? Yep. Across a lobby and goes, got to go talk to that bloke. That's what happened. No, Ronnie. Ronnie. Ronnie was in. Ronnie was in the area, and he noticed the hat. As Ronnie, Ronnie <laughs> yeah. introduced himself. He noticed the hat, and he goes, yeah. "Is that Jade Mitchell of Australia?" And he said, yeah. "We've been talking about Is him that recently." Jade Mitchell you must know your name's Jay Mitch. Then. Yes, yeah. that's it. And then, um, so he knows he's, he was he's with the Jay Mitch moniker. Talking over Jade me because I'm going to throw you under the bus now, Ben Damon. <laughs> he's not a Matador fan. No, no but he anyway, likes Jay Mitch. So anyway, let me throw okay. you under the bus. <laughs> So then, yes. So he 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 had a talk to had struck up a conversation with Ronnie. The very next, you, just I, to, I told up. you, I yep. told you this, and you you cut me down in a big way, and you said, Ronnie, he's fucking ninety. 
He would have been talking to a pot plant and got mistaken. There's no way known Eddie Hearn knows who you are. And I said, oh, Hang on, I didn't say there's no way he knows who you are. I just said I didn't believe the exact scenario. And I wanted to take the pitch as well. Yes, of course. And then uh, it was the following day you were interviewing and you dropped my name. So, anyway. My favourite part about that, though, was um, some trolls who came out and insinuated that I'd set it up that he would talk about you in the interview. (laughs) So, before I'd started talking to Eddie Hearn, I've gone, what 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 have I said? I've gone. Oh, by the way, Eddie, it'd mean a lot to a friend of mine, uh, <laughs> world-ranked super middleweight Jade Mitchell, if you could just slip him into this. And he's gone. Yeah, mate, no worries. Like, what? Yeah. What? Well, truth truth be told, there there'd been talks with um with not with Eddie directly, but but Matchroom um for future fights for me. So we're right right on the cusp of those things, and it had already been all happening, and I just been hush hush about it all, but. I've just got yeah. to get myself right from injury and uh, we'll be back in action back at the uh, Pavilion soon, defend my titles and who knows what's around the corner. But um, just to be to be in the mix and know that uh, all the hard work is paying off and, uh, yeah, trolls rest assured, Ben Damon didn't slip uh, him a pity <laughs> to mention yeah, my I'll name. witness to that. It, um, yeah, he was making vouch for it. Actually, big things are going to happen for me, and that's why today's on today's episode, I'm not going to have a Zach Dunn rant. I've tried to make the fight; it's not going to happen. Zach Dunn is not scared of me at all. He's not smart enough to be scared of me. His team is smart enough to keep him away from me because they know I'll box his ears off. So I've got bigger things around the corner. No Zach Dunn rant. Isn't this isn't this a Zach Dunn rant? Well, no, because it's only 30 seconds, okay. so in comparison to like 25 minutes. Yeah, okay. So, um, okay. how's still on the in the um, American scene or international, yep. how good was J-Rock Williams' win over Jared oh, Hurt the other day? Yeah. Unbelievable. What a performance. Um, to drop him early and to just keep going and to batter him, and it looked like one of those ones – where you were like, oh, no, they're not going to give this a draw or they're not going to rob him here, are they? And while the scores, I thought, were way too narrow, um, it was a phenomenal performance. There will be a rematch, apparently, to that fight that was in the contracts, but um, it's an incredible win. And I I liked what he said afterwards um, with regards to um, not needing to be an undefeated fighter uh, anymore. He was obviously stopped really badly um, not so long ago, but he came back. Um, was given sort of no chance and was heavily a B-side and was sort of destined to be heavily a B-side after the knockout. But um, his performance was was just phenomenal. That was that was a great fight yeah. and a, a contender for the fight of the year internationally, um, probably a favourite for it. Yeah, yeah. And just just seeing the emotion at the end of that win, like everything he went through. Because, yeah, as you said, he got knocked out heavily. No one gave him a chance. And just to see the emotion in J-Rock at the end of that, like that almost brought a tear to my eye. Like I love that shit so much. Like he was against up against everything and come out and beat the man that everyone thinks is the best junior middleweight in the um, in the world. And through the fight too, Hurd has that power that the fight can just end at any time. And um, J-Rock's chin was in question. Mate, he copped some brilliant shots and just kept firing and just – yeah, it was just brilliant. His vision and everything in the pocket and um, just, just outfought him throughout the whole fight. Congratulations. It was awesome. Somewhat uh, selfishly, perhaps, I, I kind of wished 
during uh, watching that fight that it was Dennis Hogan in one corner against Jarrett Hurd. Um, given the performance we saw from him at, um, and the performance we saw from Hogan against Jaime Munguia, yeah. um, it just felt like that was a fight that, that he could have coasted with as well um, after what we've seen from him and with the way that Hurd performed. But um, obviously it, it wasn't him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it shows where Dennis Hogan is and he's right in the mix and um, exciting things happening with him as well uh, with regards to the negotiations that are ongoing between DDP and Golden Boy to do some co-promotional deals um, in and around Dennis Hogan. that They have uh, decided, Golden Boy, they don't want to try and uh, dodge him and stay away from him. They want to get him on board and, and they want a slice of Dennis Hogan. So um, the situation is very exciting and um, all will be revealed apparently very, very soon with regards to, to what will take place. But um, it, it's all good news. Fair play to um, Jaime Munguia, though, because he could have easily just used the excuse, oh, I'm not doing the weight right and just gone up and then no one would have yeah, really well, said much about he it. He still so, could. Yeah. He still could. Um, or okay. he may still want to um, take a different fight. But Golden Boy, um, they would like the rematch. Well, it's great to hear. Yeah, mm. isn't it? No, it's, it's, it's absolutely yeah. awesome for, um, for Hogan. Because so often, like as Mickey said, like, a close fight like that, and props to props to Paul Keegan and DDP for making so much more noise and continually chasing it, and um, just it's yeah, just just putting it out there. Um, those fights so often the rematch you get swept under the rug because Hogan doesn't have that profile internationally, and Jaime Munguia yeah. is um, being groomed to be a superstar. Um, so props to the whole team involved for just pushing, 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 and. Um, yeah, hopefully Hogan gets it and gets that title. Yeah, no doubt. Um, we didn't speak about um, the uh, fight that Bill Alakaway had on the um, undercard of the mm. um, Canelo Jacobs fight um, against John Ryder. Obviously, did not go at all well. Um, what did you think, Jade? Um, yeah, look, um, Bilal took that fight on. Bilal took that fight on. On uh, ten days' notice, um, even though was Bilal meant to fight, he was scheduled to fight that weekend. Yeah, he was, and but he got, wasn't meant to fight against Yeah, yeah. He got the opportunity yeah, to fight a southpaw for the world title. Yeah. If I put myself in that position, I'm doing the exact same thing. Yeah. It's a massive. He had to take it, no doubt. It's a massive no ask, doubt. but uh, we'd even spoke about it um, beforehand. John Ryder is the real deal. Look at his most recent wins, the knockouts over Cox and Sorokin. He's really found his power. Split decision loss to um, to Rocky Fielding and stopped three world-class opponents um, on in the lead-up. Bilal's been sparring uh, Miguel. Uh, not Miguel, fuck. Um, fucking thinking about myself. <laughs> I'll tell you about time I spar Miguel. Did you? Um, did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Three Is weeks. that right? Tell yeah. us the story. Um, maybe another day. Maybe another day. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, have yeah, you told so, Drew the story yet? Yeah, yeah, she's sick of it already. <laughs> Show her the photos, shadow box around the house, and plat- acted out when when yeah. uh, Cotto hit me with that left hook. Anyway, do you ever show her the Poulsen fight? Um, so I don't know. Only when you want to sleep. I don't okay. know what you're talking about. What? Yeah. Um, December yeah, so anyway, 14, 2018, Melbourne Pavilion. Hey, how about we talk about Bilal and stop? We'll stop talking about me versus Cotto. 
not Paulson. Um, yeah, so anyway, he took that fight on 10 days' notice. It was such a massive opportunity. Um, the team that he's been dealing with, like, Bilal has been living the dream. I would have done the exact same thing Bilal did. Uh, hopefully he comes back here, regroups. But I think the big thing is it's the quality of opposition that we're facing in the lead-up to these fights. Um, you fight in relative obscurity, um, and then you get a call-up for one of these big fights. So I, I for mine personally, we, we Australian fighters need need bigger, better fights to get ready for these. Um, and it was just it was just evident. I think Palau yeah. gets hit a little bit too easy, and um, yeah, Ryder Ryder just lit him up as soon as he felt comfortable in there. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with everything you say. He had to take that fight. He wasn't preparing for a world-class tricky southpaw, that's for sure. So it right. was a big ask. Um, Huge Ryder up. was exceptional and extremely uh, accurate and um, dominant in the fight. And while Bilal Akaway uh, clearly has world-class attack, maybe he doesn't have world-class defence at this point. And mm -hmm. it all does come back to the decisions that have been made around uh, his opponents and um, where his career has been since he achieved his world ranking. Um, he was okay after the fight. He's all good. He wasn't hurt. He's only young. He's 25. Yeah. Yeah. He'll come back to uh -huh. a domestic level. And Absolutely. maybe next time um, when he gets to that sort of level when he gets that sort of opportunity, he will be ready because maybe now they start to look at stepping up the level of opponents. They start to look at um, yeah. bringing him along and, and giving him an opportunity because um, he does have world-class power and world-class attack and um, he just needs some, some really strong opponents and some big fights in order for him to develop his all-round boxing. Yeah, we touched on like his, his team picking the fights they had and whatnot. What I will say, I don't know if that's his team... He's an Australian team over here picking the fights and doing that, or he's just doing what he's told on the Canelo undercards and whatnot. But what I will say is his team have done an amazing job with building his profile here in Australia um, with getting him on TV, radio, stuff like that. His team have done a great job in that in that aspect. So I, I can't – I think they've promoted him exceptionally well. Um, but, yeah. The money, we've got to have money to, to fight these guys. That's that's a big thing. And that's what I'm going to be looking at uh, myself. Because it's one thing to be to be spoken of with these fights as we touched on earlier, but you've got to have uh, you've got to have the right fights to prepare for them. So uh, And sparring and all the rest yeah. as well. So it's oh, not easy, though. Sparring. You're sparring Canelo, man. Whole end of the world. Holy shit. I mean, in between that, for other Aussie yeah. fighters that yeah. that want to make a, a name overseas, it's it, it's hard. Absolutely, so. it's hard, and that's people. People are so quick to um, jump on and jump on and buddy hang shit on Australian fighters for taking the opportunity that Bilal did, but they don't see, they don't understand. It's not it's not the fighter. It's not Bilal. Bilal fights who they put put in front of him. It's um, up to the people around him to invest and, and get him the right opponents. So uh, he will bounce back from that. And hopefully whoever's picking these fights and stuff, um, they invest, get him the right fights, get him back. He's young. Um, yeah, so I'm just saying from from the outsiders looking in, anyone who wants to sling shit at him for taking that fight and not fighting anyone before it, it's it's not it's not the fighter. It's not the fighter at all. It's never, it's never the fighter. It happens so often with Australian fighters. Everyone's like, 
um, oh, no one wants to fight each other and um, or they don't fight anyone and they get their shot. Um, it's, it's just hard. And when there's that money on the line and or that, that title or something like that, you take that over over everything else. So, yeah, it's, it's just very hard for Australian fighters. Is there any chance that we see the fight that we've talked about for years between Jade Mitchell and Bill Lackaway? now that he has had that loss and he returns to this domestic level or given what will likely happen or has already happened, I don't know, with his world ranking, uh, is that no longer of interest to you? or um, It's not of interest to me right now. Zach Dunn was the one who was of interest to Yeah, me. but you're not getting Zach Dunn. No, nah, because they're – anyway. I'll but, but why don't um, you want this domestic uh, matchup with Bill Alakaway? Mate, I would gladly take the fight with Bill Alakaway as soon as Bilal – has something for something for me to gain from fighting him again, or even it's definitely a fight everyone wants to see, mate. If Matt Rose or or one of these other TV fighters wants to put that fight on, then yep. absolutely. Okay. So, so yeah. you went from no to yes. I went from I went from being would... being smart, like because my team are planning on certain things for when I come back, to saying. I'd love to be in these big Australian fights. And the thing is, if if me and Bilal couldn't fight and beat each other, then what are, what are we doing? So, and that's the same yep. as the Dunn camp too. I think they, they realise that, um, oh, that he gets out. Dunn rant. Dunn rant. I think oh, they realise that he gets um, outboxed by me and then he loses his chance to fight for a title or make a payday because that is what all of us fighters are after, the money and the title. Um, so they don't want to take that risk. So that's what it comes down to. It's all about risk versus reward. Um, and I'm, I wouldn't imagine that they'd want to fight me in their first fight back. But um, Yeah, surely he'd have to like rebuild a bit, yeah. maybe get a rank, Sty- maybe get something. Sty- like- stylistically, I, I really I'm, I am a nightmare for these boys who are, who are punches um, because I'm very hard to tag and, um, and very smart. All right, mate. Settle, way. settle down, <laughs> settle down, mate. I'm a bad, um, I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> you're a nightmare. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also on that trip, um, good news for Daniel Lewis, uh, who has had just the one professional fight and was in uh, the training camp with Danny Jacobs um, throughout his build-up and apparently did very, very well. Danny Jacobs um, told us that uh, he was extremely impressed with um, the sort of work that Daniel Lewis gave him, and uh, on that trip as well, he signed a deal with Top Rank. Um, and also signing deals with Top Rank uh, this week have been the uh, Maloney twins. So Jason and Andrew now uh, fighting under the Top Rank banner. So it um, be interesting to see what comes up for them. I know next uh, they're both fighting at Tweed Heads on the same card, but uh, you'd think after that perhaps they look at um, international fights for the pair of them. Obviously, uh, Andrew remains uh, very well placed as the mandatory for um, a version of the world title that Cal Yafai currently has. And Jason is uh, right thereabouts. So, um, yeah, exciting things happening for all of those guys. Yafai's with um, Matchroom, right? Matchroom, he is. So does that make it harder? Well, I I, like that's, yeah, well, it's tricky because... 
they talk about you know different sides of the street, but there's not the complete impasse that there is between say Al Heyman and Bob Arum, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, everyone. and everyone else. Yeah, um, yeah. There are opportunities for for those fighters to to fight and to for deals to be done between the likes of Matchroom and Top Rank. So I don't think it cuts any of that out. Um, there's yeah, obviously there are other avenues that could be taken um, within the Top Rank family for. For Andrew, but uh, you'd think they press on with that, and um, they would be willing to do uh, something between uh, Matchroom, uh, potentially Matchroom USA, and uh, and Top Rank as well. Or, or, so yeah, yeah, it, it remains to be seen. But surely they've looked into that before they've done Match, these deals. Absolutely, because yeah. talking to Andrew, um, German Ankerhas, is that how you say his name? The IBF, yeah. Um, and car has so yeah near enough yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. um yeah well there andrew was offered a fight with him but at the at the at the stage that um at the stage all right they've worked so hard to get Kelly fire that's the fight they want and that's the fight they're gunning yeah. for i don't know i haven't i've 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 just messaged back and forth to congratulate the boys but i um i probably should have given them a buzz before we recorded today but, um, it would have been handy. I guess I could have, but uh, it would have been nice if you did. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I could have told us what was going on, and we could have told you, gave you an update on Baby Isla as well. But yeah, but no, look. Oh, so he was. They're they're keen on they're keen on chasing um, chasing down that fight with your fight. I don't know if things have changed since the signing with Top Rank, but congratulations to the boys. Um, yeah, it's 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 huge. Both boys are you mentioned earlier so well placed, and both mm. boys are world class and uh, definitely definitely can take a title off of any of the champions out there right now. They're they're right in the mix, and um, hopefully we see some big things interla- internationally for Team Maloney. Um, yeah, I, I, I so, truly believe they become yeah. world champions. Selfishly, I would have rather seen them sign a deal with uh, one of the Australian promoters who are uh, edging towards uh, TV dates in Australia and, mm. and you know, had the, the journey based here. But um, this, is, this is fine. Um, top rank, hopefully they do right by them. Uh, hopefully they get the fights that they need and hopefully um, top rank are able to market them to the greater boxing audience and to a mainstream audience internationally because um, they're such likeable fellas, um, obviously being twins and, and being so very good as well. And we saw um, how tough Jason is and we know how tough Andy is, but we saw Jason in that fight with Emmanuel Rodriguez um, do something phenomenal. And uh, yeah, it, I, I really hope this all works out and they become the global superstars that they deserve to be because um, they're exceptional. Uh, and speaking of Emmanuel Rodriguez, we get to see him in action this Sunday morning, um, which you'll see live on Fox Sports as well. He fights against Naoya Anui, which will be um, a very interesting fight. You'd think Anui's got him covered, but Rodriguez uh, got away with that fight against Jason Maloney. He's really tough, and Anui's probably the most exciting boxer in the world at the moment. Anui, Jason's stock could potentially go up this this week. You know, if Emmanuel Rodriguez puts up a really, really strong performance against Anui, that only makes Jason yeah. look good. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Anui, Anui, but... That little tiny little fella, he scares me. Like he's yeah. he's a bad dude. Bad dude. He's crazy, yeah. Yeah. He is. He is. But in in that um, in that weight division to have that explosive power, it just it almost it almost defies the laws of physics. Like he's that explosive. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it really does. It's um, yeah, it's amazing. He, he's must must watch television, so it's good he is on. It's it's in the early hours of the morning on uh, Sunday morning, four a.m. The coverage starts. I think he'll be on about seven a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on Fox Sports. But um, even so, get up and watch it because uh, yeah, it's a big day of boxing from eleven a.m. as well. Uh, we'll have the uh, the WBC heavyweight world title fight with um, Dominic Brazil doing his best to avoid that enormous right hand of Deontay Wilder. Um, that fight should be about one or so. I I love Deontay Wilder, what? but it just it does my head in. He's crapping on about having a it's body coming. on his yeah. record again and using his right yeah. to yeah. Shut up. It just, it it makes, is, um, it just makes it, you... He was yeah. so likable. It's desperation. So it's I mean, absolute desperation. Um, it's needless, senseless stupidity and... I think he just feels that he is um, undervalued by the mainstream um, audience in the US, and he goes back to this. Um, I think it's something he'll regret in, um, oh. in future years. It's it's dumb. Say he does get a body on his record, then what? No, yeah, what do don't even then? fucking say it, Mickey. Like it's not. That's that's yeah. yeah. That's fucking gross, man. Like. Yeah. That's why, like, if he literally does get a body in his record, then that that just makes it even more. Oh, you it's, know. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah, it's yeah, just it's, not on on any level. And really, happen. the WBC should be taking some some steps against. They've, they've threatened before. I don't know if there's been any further steps when he's repeated it this week. Nah, but I'll call out, we'll make sure that it, yeah, it's, well, it's un, it, look, it has happened in our sport, and it's so unfortunate that it happens. Mm. Uh, it can happen, and to to say it. Openly like that, that's, I don't know, it's, it's just fucking nah. gross to me. It makes, it really makes me think like. Yeah, I know, I, I want to like making too. all of us look bad. Like it doesn't, it's not good yeah. for the sport. It's fucked. I, w- I want to like him, um, but yeah, that really leaves you with a bad taste. It's, how can it's, you, it's how can you not? So stupid. How can you not like him after no amateur experience, a bronze medalist, and the only reason he got into boxing was to make money to help his daughter with cystic fibrosis and like he's got a that that's correct yeah he's got an ill ill daughter and that is why he has spina bifida, spina bifida. sorry sorry um sorry but yeah look so he's got a, he's got a he's got a sick daughter with no experience at all bronze medal now he's champion of the world undefeated knocking people out yeah, you might feel undervalued, but fuck, what are you doing? Like, shut up. That's not the way to go about man. it. Because it's so hard to not like Deontay Wilder. He has everything going for him. And the the whole Tyson Fury fight, the build-up, the way that both men carried themselves, um, just made you fall in love with both of them. And then to say shit like this, shut up. It's just gross. Ironically, someone made a great point because his brother turned professional as well. And Wilder was saying, oh, someday he'd like to fight his brother. So imagine, you know, of all the peop- bodies you get on your record, he you wants get your to own fight brother. his own brother. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. He said that. Yeah. His brother lost recently, got knocked out in like his like, <laughs> yeah, third or fourth that. pro fight. Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, well, it's the sort of guy that he would have fought through the first 20 or so. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's obviously <laughs> never ever gonna happen. <laughs> anyway, no. we, yeah, just no. I suppose we can just imagine it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can. Yeah, um, yeah. Gross. Okay. Moving on. What's our anyway? Topic? Moving on. Um, I, I guess uh, worth mentioning, uh, given we're on the heavyweights just at the moment, that uh, Lucas Brown has a fight. Um, I think July twenty seventh in London 
So he's back to the UK and he is fighting against Tom Little. Um, is his matchroom? Uh, yeah, his matchroom, yeah. You'd say this would be his last roll of the dice with matchroom. Yes, uh, you would You would have to think so. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's at York Hall, like a historic venue. Um, yeah. Tom Little, yeah. um, he's lost a few in a row now. He, he lost to David Price, was stopped, uh, lost to Daniel Dubois. Uh, he's 10 and 7. Um, so, you know, Lucas has to win that. He just has to win that fight. Um, yeah, yeah. Has to. and you shit you would you would imagine that Big Daddy would win it. He um we touch on the the loss his last loss um mate boxing is a cruel sport. He he looked great, yeah. overreach with the right hand, but a bing, but a boom that body shot. <laughs> you would give it up. Destroyed him. Give it a give it That's all, folks. Um yeah, that just destroyed him. So he ha- he has to win this. You would think he wins this. It's great to see that um. That matchroom and giving him this chance um, because yeah, there's still he's still got um, unfinished business in the heavyweight division. So good luck, Big Daddy. Yeah. And what? Um, what else you got, oh, Mickey? We, had, we didn't. We didn't. Did we talk about George Cambosis fighting again on the DD Hobbs? No. Undercut? Yeah. So he makes. He, yeah. He makes his debut yeah. Is that race? correct, Ben? Um, they're both on the same show. Um, I tried to get confirmation as to how that um, card would be structured, and they don't have an opponent for Cambosis as yet. It is in Greece. Um, Dido Hobbs is fighting yep. for a version of the world title, which is really exciting for her. She's been in some phenomenal fights right. on DDP uh, shows, um, including one uh, against Baby Nansen uh, late last year, which was just incredible. But, uh, yeah, she's into a world title fight, and um, Paul Keegan and DDP worked really hard to get that done. So congratulations to them. That is exciting. And George Cambosis um, is on that card as well, obviously being of Greek heritage um they've taken the opportunity to give him a fight um yeah i i I have been told that um the hobbs fight is the main event and you would expect given it's a world title and cambos doesn't have an opponent as yet but um yeah we'll have to wait and see um yeah cambos uh as well uh well according to a couple of people today has a new trainer so he's no longer training um with Justin Fortune, according to, um, well, what a couple of people have sent us through today, uh, uh, Brock Ellis from Ozboxing said uh, that, and apparently the new trainer is, um, uh, what was his name? Javier Cortino from Miami. I don't know yes. much about him, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't know there was a change of trainers. I um, I saw that um, Cambosis had been training in Miami. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, he's based there now, and um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. So he is is he based in Miami? Is that is it like, well, or is he just so. doing he's camps? Been, or? Um, no, yeah. no, 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 he'd just be doing camps. He he comes back home. Yeah, yeah, okay. But um, yeah, it'll be. That would still get pretty expensive, wouldn't it? Flying out there, yeah, fr- yeah it's frustrating to see one of. I, I consider Cambosis is hands down one of our best fighters, one of our best prospects, most exciting. Just want to see want to see him active and want to see some direction in his career because I don't know, it just seems like um there's no plan. There's there's sort of no plan or just when you think there's gonna something else changes or yeah, I just I just want to see him busy. He he's such a talent, Cambosis, and so much fun to watch. And 
and the way the way he carries himself too, like he's he's super marketable fighter. It's it'd be I would love to see him on these no limit shows and um and on that he's talking about becoming a a um a pay per view star worldwide, which um which which is a massive ask in the in the market of boxing. But um, yeah, we well, got to you got to be I, one in your own neighborhood first. Yeah, and I, he he could be a pay per view star here for sure. He He's be, so yeah, marketable. Everyone everyone loves Cambosis. So some some great opportunities to to go on pay per view on main event. You know, even on yeah. The now card. now that they're investing, you're going to be awesome to see him back here on on some on some big cards. Yeah, well, there's and, a shows, and um, George and is there, one of those who would be um, very welcome to be a part of them. So, yeah, hopefully those decisions are made. Um, I think that would be a really positive thing um, for his career. Um, but next, it is this fight in Greece. Um, I, I, it's not going to be a televised event, I don't think, even locally. So I, I would be surprised if we're able to get any um, any streams or the like of that, of that card, which is a shame. Um, Frustrating. What about a yeah. Send Paul Nassari over there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we may need someone. <laughs> um, Mickey, can you go over and film it, please? Yeah, sure. Okay. Send Mickey. Send Mickey and Paul. Paul can uh, lapel lapel Mike and uh, he can call it for us. Yeah. Okay. Good. Beautiful. Um, it, and uh, Jade, I'm not going to be alongside you for Wild Fighter Number Two, Will Tomlinson's second edition of uh, his new promotional series. Um, yeah. I'll be in the US with Mickey. So you'll be alongside Corbin Middlemass, uh, a good mate of mine and a very accomplished commentator who will uh, take us through the action there alongside your good self. Um, and I think that'll be live on the Oz Boxing Facebook page. And is it the 1st of June? Is that correct? It is, mate. Yes, yep. 1st of June. Uh, look, okay. I look forward to it, mate. Um, his first promotion was awesome. Uh, yeah. Was a good thing. Night. I like the thing I like, mate. The venue was great. The way the show ran was good, um, but just the atmosphere that was there it was it was different. Um, and I, I just loved how just just the small things that he thought of, he thought a little bit outside the box. The actual venue itself, having that that grassed area inside the gates where all the food food trucks and everything were. It's it's just it's different to different to any of the other promotions that um, that I've seen. In, in recent times, and even small things like um, when you're leaving um, out the front, there's there's security and also um, also traffic control, so everyone got back to their cars safely. Um, mate, it was just it's just a really cool night. Will Tomlinson did a great job with Wildfighter One, so I imagine um, there's something to build on there. And um, in the main event that night, we've got Jason Waitley, who's been um, ex. Uh, he's been he's been extremely good recently, stopping, showing some real power. Um, he actually, I reckon he actually, we touched on Smiley earlier, um, the opponent of Opata. Nervoso um, that, yeah, Nervoso, yeah. That's um, the That was Jason's debut. Yeah. Um, he actually he actually looked like he did that extremely easy. Yeah, he um, did. Um I, I haven't seen the. It was on your undercard, I think, against Kerry Foley. Is that right? Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. I was. So I, that was the night I was stuck on delayed flights and only got there for your fight. But um, yeah, I didn't see that one. But just looking at the scores, um, he won every round on two judges' cards and won um, all but one on the other. So that's a pretty good effort on debut against uh, that guy. Is a real tough dude. So good effort. 
And a candidate for knockout of the year at Wildfighter One. That was um, he just put. He that was put where you gave head. us the yibbity yibbity, I think. It was. It was. Yeah. It's all fucked. Um, yeah, put that guy on ice. Uh, that was <laughs> candidate for knockout of the year. So he's up against Victor Oganov, um, which this is a step up, big step up for him. Um, I think Victor's at the end of his tether. His last fight was against Dempsey McKean, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I called that up in um, Brisbane. Um, he went six rounds against uh, Dempsey, stayed on his feet ter- throughout um, against a, ter- a much bigger dude. Um, the terror of terror. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you mean uh, Victor stayed on his feet throughout? Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, the terror of terror, Dempsey McKean is just a specimen. Um, Victor Oganov had no business there. At Cruiserweight, he has looked dangerous. We saw him have uh, Brad Pitt, um, Commonwealth Games gold medalist. Saw him have Brad Pitt in all sorts a few years ago. So the power's still there. The power's the last thing to go. So um, we might see Waitley's chin tested in this. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll know we'll know where he's at. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. Um, we've got um, Furkan Demakaya. For mine, that was the most entertaining fight of the night, Furkan's debut. Yep. Um, he was tested in that fight. Apparently, this fight's going to be a test again, but um, I'm excited most about seeing Furkan in action again. Um, his constant angles, his balance, everything, uh, he's potentially something special. And the camp that he comes out of uh, up there with Angelo Hyder, Tony Nobbs up there at Kingscliff, um, mate, He's certainly got a great stable of fighters there that he's training with, Maloney Twins, Bruno, uh, amongst others. Um, Babyface Dib, um, yeah, mate, awesome team. He is definitely one to watch, Furkan Demakaya. If um, if guys don't know who he is, check him out, Wildfighter 2. He's, uh, he's an exciting prospect. Get um, there. Yeah, so be there. It's going to be, going to be, yeah, going to be a great show. Great okay. show. I absolutely love Wildfighter. Cool. What else is happening, Mickey? How's life? I think that's it. Life's pretty good. Okay, Can't good. Complain. Good we done. Yeah, I think we might as yeah. well. Yeah. You're not going to apologise to Ronnie at all. Uh, um, around that. Apologise to <laughs> Ronnie. <laughs> no. Nah. Look. Yeah. Look. Right. So all all in a big bit of bit of bit of fun. Um. Yeah. That. Well. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of fun, poking shit at Uncle Ronnie and hanging shit on me. Oh. Um, okay. So that's it. We're going to edit this ending out. And no, I, you're gonna I like just, this. This is organic. No, um, no. I just wanted to see where yeah. you're going to go. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, um, very, very, it's very, yeah. very cringe. It's very organic. <laughs> well, cringe. Just the formal. Yeah, cringe is my specialty. Hang on. I'll remind our viewers to go to www.everlastboxing.com.au for your Everlast apparel boxing needs and don't forget that special code to get the 20 percent off is kim Again, paulson it is hbr uh, it's, 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 what, what is it <laughs> what is it really hbr everlast 20 okay. that's 20 as a two zero uh, Perfect. h h hbr 20 no hbr Best. everlast 20 hbr everlast 20 okay thank yeah, you sorry Stop confusing our listeners <laughs> Damon. Okay. On that note, thanks for listening. Okay. It's been awesome, guys. It's been good. Thank you, Jade. Uh, a fun time as always. And thank you, Mickey. I'll see you um, I'll see you in New York, New York. mate. Yeah. See you, Mickey, awesome. and a big fuck you to Ben Damon. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.